Hi, I'm Willow Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger, retired costumer, a murder mystery enthusiast, and I might not be Pickles' mom, but I'm determined to kind of insert myself as like a wise, fun aunt, what raised you sort of figure. Hi, I'm Holly Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, a town menace, and currently contemplating if she had a bad batch or if they all really did have a shared supernatural dream thing. Hi, I'm Mary Stack, and I'm playing Georgie Sullivan. She's the owner of the local knitting shop, and I'm currently trying to unlock the secret of Josh's knitting needle gift, or trying to figure out whether or not that was a fever dream. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. Welcome to a new year. This is part one of The Absence of Murder. After last episode, A Very Brindlewood Christmas, our heroines had some questions. Rather than jump right into another murder, they opted to go to a cozy little place and see if they could piece together some of these void clues. Did you know that you can rate and review a podcast right there on your phone? If you open up that app and say a few nice words, good karma will follow you throughout the year. And we will all be very grateful. Okay? Let's go. Good morning from Brindlewood Bay. I hope it was a lovely sleep and dream time for everyone last night. I think the three of you did as well as you could this morning, feeling just a little uneven and a little bit off kilter. You know that you made arrangements to meet up at Nitwit Haven, but there was something else on the mind of one of you that is probably a a big issue that should get out in the open soon. One of you is one month away from turning 70. Who is it? Georgie? You know, I'm at least 15 years away from that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's <George>. me. <laughs> I, I kind of feel that, though. I feel like that would make sense. <laughs> Renette George. turned 70 like three years ago, but she's got, still going by 69. <laughs> 69, part four. Yeah. <laughs> Georgie, you might be the trendsetter uh, among your friends for how to turn 70 in public. This might require some thought. It might require a certain technique to sort of make it okay. Do you have any thoughts about that this morning as you're getting ready to open your store? As I'm opening my store and reflecting on what it means to enter my 70s, I think for the for as I've sort of let many of my birthdays just sort of slip slip past unnoticed, not really hugely celebrated. I'm thinking to myself, this might be a good opportunity to ha- to throw a big party as a 70th for myself, but also as like a way for me and my friends to sort of celebrate each other. And that might make our transition, our little groups transition into our 70s, more of a fun thing that we can look forward to as we each throw one of these 
gatherings or bashes. It's been a little tricky for you having a summer birthday in a tourist town Mm -hmm. because this is the time when everybody needs to work and everybody needs to make their money for the rest of the year. Now, you don't have to have all your plans yet. Do your friends know when your birthday is? And do they know that this is that birthday? I don't think so. Like, I don't think unless at the very least she doesn't expect her friends to know, but maybe it's one of those things where it's like, when she set up her social media accounts or whatever, she like put her day of birth on there and like forgot about it or whatever. <laughs> so they might know, but we've never really done anything to like do a big celebration or anything in the past. Renette has definitely um, seen your birthday on your Instagram. <laughs> we definitely would have told you to keep like a day, maybe not your birthday, but like a day free that week. Yes. Just as a heads up. Yeah, maybe that weekend, maybe like the that Friday this, night. This Friday, the Saturday, you know. Yeah, you know, something. Very, very chill. Nothing, nothing to worry about. Nothing, though. nothing big. <laughs> it's not like we're throwing a rager. What who said that? Who said that? Why would you say that out loud? Why would what? you say no, that? No, that was that wasn't me. That was someone else. That's why that I was wasn't, it was you. Why would you huh? <laughs> it's about getting my friends together? Like it would have to be like if there was not a specific thing we wanted, like that I would want to do. It's not like, oh, I have to go out of town for like a weekend or way, or I, oh, I have to have a party at this place. I think it's like she's trying to think of a way to get all of her friends together in a way that won't interfere with local businesses. And whether that's like maybe in the past she's done something silly, like oh, it's a promotion. Like if you come into Netwood Haven on my birthday, I'll give you five dollars off or whatever but she's trying to think of a way to make it bigger and after hours like she she knows her friends will do stuff after hours now because we've had plenty of evening time adventures (laughs) Renette in addition to your your normal morning routine being thrown off a little bit just feeling a little uneven from whatever this weird dream was you had last night you did get an alert on your phone that it is one month away from Georgie's birthday Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do have that set up on my phone. Yeah, I stole away the the items that I woke up holding, the items from my exes. I put them back in their box. I compartmentalized that, decide not to think about it. No, none of that symbolism needs to be analyzed. Nothing there. Uh, and I just decide, instead of thinking about all that, I'm going to focus on Georgie because that's easier. And I can definitely, uh, I can definitely put my focus on on Georgie. I uh, take out my little notepad. I start coming up with some ideas for Georgie's birthday. Is there anything you would like to do this morning before your meetup at Nitwit Haven? I I text to Birdie because now now that I have received this notification about Georgie's birthday, and I have determined to do a thing. I'm going to get Birdie involved. We're going to have to have a chat about that. I think Birdie, once she's informed, texts back in all caps, oh, shit. And then you see, like, three dot, dot, dots. And then she's like, oh, a month. Great. We can work with that. Awesome. Is it is it too early to plan? I text. I mean, I don't. No, I've never planned a thing for a friend before. That sounded a lot worse. 
like texting it than I that it did. It's in hard, my head. yeah, it's hard to interpret tone from text. I, I definitely call. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> so I think we do go through a couple of the ideas that we had texted in our yeah, in, in our, our private secret, chat. Our private chat. <laughs> we have a private chat going, by the way. Uh, yeah, and it's none of your business. None of your business. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah, but we definitely make some plans. We agree to some things. Um, we'll make it happen. Birdie, in what way is your morning just a little bit off because of the strange dreams last night? I will say I think that Birdie is woken up by the text that she gets. So it does make it a little bit easier because she has something to focus on. Um, but once they finish their conversation and she's heading out the door, she feels like so off. When she heads to coffee to get everyone like breakfast things, um, she doesn't even like complain and she just like points at something that's already in the window. So like everybody knows something's wrong. <laughs> she doesn't even recognize that she's done it, but it's she's just so like off kilter that she doesn't complain. Something's already there. She wants it. She wants to get out of here. I can only assume Rowan calls 911 or something. It was a moment behind the counter where the three baristas all sort of stopped and looked at each other, a little bit of side eye, a little bit of a uh, great, great. And they check you out quickly. You just get a day off from me today. Okay. Don't expect it tomorrow. Okay. Have a, have a nice day. Have a great you day. This is a great day. Have a wonderful day. Why are you saying it like that? God, you're so weird. Like, just <laughs> presumably if Rowan was saying that, definitely just stalks out like that. All right. So what time is it when everyone arrives at Nitwit Haven? Too early. That's not helpful. It's probably like nine or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then you arrive. You're in the store before it has opened. Actually, Calliope is probably there already, just sort of beginning to do some restocking moving some things around so you have some time in the back conference room to have a conversation if there's You're one that you You're probably like wondering why I gathered you all here. <laughs> I already forgot. So that was weird, right? Because yeah. we all, I know we did like a text thing and like, but it, I, I, part of me kind of thought we did do a text thing, right? I feel like we did a text thing. Is that what episode. this meeting is about? Yeah. <laughs> That we were all like, LOL, I just had the weirdest dream. I feel like we did that. Um, yeah, I feel like we probably just corroborate the stories, trying to find things that we all would have remembered in the dream to like make sure for sure. I think Birdie would need that like certainty. As near as you can tell, you all had the exact same dream. Okay, anyone else feel a little concerned about Pickles? I mean, Just he's me? fine. I think he's fine. He's probably a teenager again. Okay. Are are we sure? I, I mean, we can check. We can check. If you want to, we Whatever can. But fine at ease. We can it's, it's, it's fine. I'm, it's fine. I haven't grown attached. So did you guys bring your weird things that were like pointed out to you in the dream? Because I brought mine. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. You have that hula hoop stash somewhere in here? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, the hula hoop is upstairs, in fact, as are my, um, my knitty needles that, remember, we p I popped Nick like a balloon. I remember <laughs> that. That was How, weird. Did you, did you look at them at all? Is there anything different? What's, 
They looked the same as I remembered. Have you like tried tried them yet? You know, like oh no, I was magic ready to, wand. I was not ready to touch them yet. Not without some friends around because I just I opened up the the sheath and looked at them and then put it right back in the drawer. <laughs> Do you? want to I mean I have to be honest I really want to see what happens all right I mean is this like a go in the bathroom and turn the lights off and oh <laughs> say I bloody don't. mary three times Ooh. kind of thing or I think we can first just like pull them out of the case right I mean okay they're they're your knitting needles so maybe they only work for you should we wear gloves are they going to be poisonous I feel like we all just ingested something at the same time yesterday and we just had a weird like acid trip of a fever dream but but also this is it's a little too weird to okay. just be that we have some time before the store opens so i'll go retrieve the knitting needles bring them back to the this uh the lessons room you know we'll close the door, close the blinds, and I'll take them out of the casing and see if anything odd happens. So just the needles. You just went, you, and have your friends ever been upstairs to yeah. your living quarters? Okay, but, yeah. okay. So you're just going up there, grabbing just the needles and bringing them back. I mean, I could bring the hula hoop too. <laughs> the hula hoop? The hula hoop. <laughs> I mean, I know you're opening, but like, if you would feel more comfortable in like your a cozy little place or something like that mm-hmm. considering your your house is probably very cozy it's up to you you know i was trying to decide between in my cozy little space or in this open space True. with none of my personal affects oh yeah that's fair <laughs> it's whatever you want whatever, whatever you whatever want. mood you're going for sometimes uh sometimes it takes a different environment for the creative mind to get awakened now that i'm thinking about it Considering we just had the weird fever dream and we don't know what's going to happen. And I'm now concerned about passage of time. Speaking of pickles, let's do this in my, my home upstairs. Like I don't want a customer to randomly walk in and we're in a weird trance or something. That -hmm. would not be great (laughs) for my reputation. (laughs) Is there an entrance inside the building to upstairs like is there a back stairwell or do you have to go outside or there's two entrances we can either go through like a back room inside the whole building or there's an outside entrance as well so we just go up and in through the knitting shop okay uh as you walk out you catch calliope's attention uh she sort of looks at the clock and says i was about 20 minutes Do, do you want me to just open or will you be back um, I think you can go ahead and open. I'm not sure how long this will take, dear. Not a problem at all. Thank you. It's been a little bit since your friends have been into your cozy little space. How is it currently decorated when people come in? I definitely have my seasonal bright sunny things out to celebrate the seasonal the season of summer. I'm definitely into making sure that inside of my home matches whatever the current holiday celebration or whatever's going on in the town. So you can expect, uh, you know, early summer will be more like just bright colors. As we get into July, there's a lot of patriotic stuff happening. So that's how you can picture. She does definitely have meet the stereotype of many like knitted 
doilies and like afghans also seasonal because you know she's always knitting or like if students complete projects and they're like look at this thing i made she definitely displays it in her home that would be what one would expect to see at the present time and where do you bring everyone when you enter oh into the front uh, my front living area the parlor if you will <laughs> Ladies, go ahead and take a seat. I'll be right back. I'm going to go ahead and retrieve the items. Um, Except the hula hoop is randomly like hanging on the wall because it is a memory of summer, a hula hoop, Um, along with some other antiques she would have picked up. I've I've still got this motel key, apparently. Kind of unfurl the map and I put it on one of the many coffee tables and try to like move aside some of the reader's digests just to like... (laughs) You definitely have a perfectly fanned out display of magazines. Oh, per- absolutely perfect. All of them knitting and yarn and needle <laughs> needlecraft. Uh, Do you have any like Werther's or anything? There is a bowl of hard candy. Are you kidding me? Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, of unmarked I, hard candy. I, I, yeah. I take the bowl off of the table and I just put it in my lap cross-legged. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start munching. Well, you know, that scone that I had was like, it was so dry. It was so dry. I have to like cleanse my palate. Sorry, sorry. We're talking about important stuff. Okay, magic knitting needles. Let's let's see how... Let's poke stuff. Okay, hmm. I come back and set them on the table. I think it was described there in a gold like sheath. I pull them out. <laughs> Here we go. Here goes nothing. Shink. <laughs> yeah, these needles are the way that you remember them. And you did take a look at them this morning again. Mm-hmm. They hold a lot of memories for you. And just having them out of their case can sometimes be uh, an emotional experience. Okay. Now I'm going to ask something and I want you to answer honestly. Do you want to pretend to have a sword fight with these? (laughs) I think it's a reasonable question. Yeah. Answer the damn question, Georgie. Yeah, you know what? Yes, that feels oh like the right thing to do in this very moment. Georgie's just having a moment of fun considering her morning, like thinking about her upcoming birthday. So she's like, you know what? Yeah, let's go ahead and we don't have to be serious all the time. There's no fun in being serious. Well, if you were expecting the knitting needles to become magic wands or something, they they do not. You did wake up. Instead, they become swords. Yes, in your Mm -hmm. mind. They are. Mm -hmm. They're very powerful swords uh, as the way that you see them. You did wake up with the sense that these can somehow cut through illusion. And if there is some kind of deception that in some way these can help eliminate them. So maybe they don't just shoot off sparks, but maybe they do something at the right time. If we we have all the all three artifacts with us right now, I'm just gonna for science touch knitting needles to each of the objects just to see if anything happens. Hey Nothing. Birdie, you're into like crystals and stuff. Can you like sense the energies or something? Are they vibrating at a weird frequency or something? Um give me give me one second. I need to commune and then yeah. I'll then I'll be able to give me one second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're waiting. You're waiting for me to start. You wanted me to go first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I pull off probably like a necklace that I have that's half necklace, half like crystal dowsing. It's pretty much it's it's pretty much just like an amethyst that's on a necklace chain, but like it looks like super official. Is it um, a blue amethyst? Of course it is. Obviously, the best kind of amethyst that's totally real. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just wave it around like a little too aggressively. <laughs> yeah, I think you probably feel something. Oh, I'm, I'm feeling it. I there's something. I think you're I, pretty sure of that. Oh, yes, I am definitely some sort of otherworldly. Uh-huh. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are correct. I It was a good idea for me to start. That's... Yeah. I'm glad I we consulted you and your expertise. Yes, of course. I'm happy to help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even though Birdie seems very convinced that there's uh, something mystical afoot here, maybe nothing uh, became visually apparent as she was waving the crystal around. Sometimes it's just in the energy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not I, something I, uh, that yeah. people like, like, like me could understand, but I'm sure uh, you have quite a sensitivity. Georgie, I warmed it up for you. You go on ahead now. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going to do what I did in the dream, and I'm just going to poke it. <laughs> You're going to poke the hula hoop? Poke it. Well, the hula hoop is metal, and mm-hmm. so it makes a nice little tink sound. <laughs> So satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was F sharp. Mm-hmm. Renette does not have a good ear for for this. She is fully pulling this out of her ass. F sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Georgia would just trust what you say because she like she sings so quiet quietly to herself. She's not got a firm grasp on note. You also poke the key and the map, and they also make appropriate sounds. Definitely, some. I, I feel like something definitely happened. Every once in a while, you know, I'm just a little bit psychic, just a little. Totally something happened, for sure. Yeah, you know, a a psychic visited us on set once in uh, one of the films I costumed for. Um, You know, one of the stars was real superstitious and had a psychic brought in to cleanse the space or something. So um, I like to think a little of that rubbed off on me from that interaction. So I am... I mean, that's not really how it works. You either are born well, with it or... Okay, well... Um, but, but I mean, prob- if, if, any, if anyone could do it, you probably could. Well, I know I was not born with the special supernatural sense, but I do know that we all had the same dream. And I do know we all remember what happened with the knitting needles. So I think I'm going to go ahead and keep these with me. I'll just tuck them into my knitting bag that I carry everywhere and when the moment presents itself perhaps we'll try again yeah you like you were like popping dead bodies with that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and they deflated I super hope you don't do that in real life though (laughs) I have to be real yeah that's like the epitome of tampering with evidence I mean I mean it would also just be probably gross like it wasn't as bad in the dream but like if that happened in real life can you imagine yeah there would be fluids like the noises too, like, ooh. So this might have been about 20 minutes or so of poking things and discussing poking things and the results of poking things. Uh, and you you put your needles back in their case. Is there a next part of your plan? Because this sounds like a plan. <laughs> plan what? Because we have all the artifacts together. 
So we can look, you know, like the key has the name of the hotel or whatever on it. And the map is older. It's, a, it's an older map. Like we can look for context clues between the ages and maybe places that the items were found or that they relate to. Georgie says in her history teacher voice. I was also thinking like if we ever meet Mr. Clegg in, in real life again, you could definitely try to poke him with your with your sewing uh, sewing needles, what are they? Your knitting needles. Knitting needles. I mean, just to see what would happen. But also, I feel like reach research is not a bad like second priority. I agree that he should be poked with a knitting needle. I am with you, but he's not presently here. So I think we can go ahead and research. Yeah, should we look up this coal shoal sort of thing? Is that written on the map now? It is not written on the map. It was but written on the map remember. in your dream. Yeah. We probably Ooh. remember the approximate location. Mm-hmm. I think it was a little bit around. Uh, takes we all a point moment. to a different spot on yeah. the map. <laughs> it takes us another like 15 minutes to agree on where the actual place was. I wonder yeah. if that's where the Northern Lodge on this hotel, on this motel key is. Oh, it could be. I feel like. If Georgie didn't have some kind of history book on the islands of the area, which she probably would, this would be a moment where she might suggest the local library or the bookstore. Yeah, well, I think that you know what books you have. Mm-hmm. I think she has like some comprehensive histories of the area. Probably have like a big atlas that was uh, printed out back in the 70s when all the great big books were giant atlases. And you look around the archipelago and you do indeed find uh, an island way up north that is labeled Coal Shoal. Now, are we stealing a boat or what? Theo's in jail. He had a boat. Is he using it? Hmm. It was probably repossessed (laughs) or something. I don't... Ignore me. Ignore me. It might have been processed for evidence. Oh, right. It might have been found in the crime. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Don't want to get on the murder boat. Not the murder boat. (laughs) (laughs) Not the murder boat. You want to try that one more time? No. (laughs) Does um, does sunglasses have a boat? Have any of you asked Caliban if he has a boat? This is a good time to ask. Uh, No, he was was kind of laying it on hot in the dream. He was like real coming on to me, and I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with that. Oh, that's not, that wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> do you want to text him in the group chat would that be more comfortable i mean I how can about someone else personally let, if you want let's to. let someone else make this move oh i can make moves okay okay i'm just gonna leave it i to mean your it's devices. perfectly reasonable to ask to inquire about a trip on the water he's a local now and if he doesn't have a boat i'm sure he'd be happy to, i mean because we've been kind of burning bridges around town <laughs> with our shenanigans so we no might need a fourth party about. to help secure a boat i don't know if we're welcome to rent boats anymore <laughs> it does feel like based on previous conversations that maybe none of you are super qualified <laughs> to pilot a boat that's the four hours, the four hours north <laughs> against the currents. That I mean, um, how hard can it be? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can absolutely. There may be roles involved. <laughs> See, I remember one time in '87 
that I was piloting a boat dead drunk and we didn't crash. I'm pretty sure that happened. Josh, you did all the boating. I never really learned because I never really had to. Well, we could start by asking our gentleman friend, or we can see about renting a boat from our, or renting the services, hiring the services of our surviving tour guide. Let's start with our gentleman caller, and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll see. But yeah, then we'll, we'll expand out to our other contacts. So are you calling or texting? Definitely Somebody texting. Else. We, want, yeah, we don't want to seem else. desperate. Okay. What, what are you texting? Hey, with four Y's, and then that's deleted. Um, <laughs> boat emoji, question mark. <laughs> boat emoji, question mark. That's also deleted. <laughs> you know how to pilot a backspace, backspace, backspace. What do they call it when you do the boats? You drive a boat? You, you skipper it? Steer? You pirate? Pirate a boat? <laughs> So I think after like a, a good few minutes of deliberating, Bernie ends up texting unless anyone wants to jump in. So comma, you boat, question mark, boat emoji, winky face. Oh, no, Bernie, you're coming on a little strong. I don't think I am. I think I, I think that's the perfect amount of words and letters. And I emojis. So casual. Pretty quickly. Sounds great. When should we boat? Uh, okay, so I made the first move. Anyone have any ideas for, should I just say, do you have one? Question mark, smiley face? Or is that too, is that too much? I don't know. I don't know how to text. We can do your little voice to text thing. That can't, that can't possibly be a bad idea. (laughs) That could never go wrong. As much as I love my emoji string, I feel like that really only works with my close friends and Caliban might need a little more information before we take him on this field trip. <laughs> it is basically a history field trip. Should Ugh. we just say to meet up in person and then we'll ask him all these questions? Yeah, perhaps. All right. As much as I do love this technology, <laughs> maybe this calls for a face-to-face inquiry. I guess. So she just texts, <laughs> you free to talk deets? Question mark, winky face. Now what's deets mean? I, I, I'm not it's familiar details. with this. Oh, okay, okay. He not writes, like deet, the, str- the spray. It's like, okay. Yeah. I was confused, okay. First he writes back, deets, question mark. Then he writes back, oh, yes, lunch? Totally. Exclamation point, exclamation point. This is the time when I pipe in. Oh, it's our group chat. Okay. It's a group chat. I pipe in. I know a great gluten-free pasta restaurant. I think you arrange your lunch for just a few hours from now. Is there anything else that you would like to do with these items that are before you? Um, It's not one of the items, but Georgie definitely takes pictures from the giant atlas to make sure she has all the whatever the coordinates and stuff that they need to lay on top yeah. of that map. Okay. Bernie's like, can I take this off the wall, the, the hoop? Yeah. I mean, we found it underneath a couch. I feel right. comfortable with us messing with it. She just kind of shakes a little. She's like, what if the, what if the thing is inside the hula hoop? That's like the special clue that's easy to like travel with. You can definitely hear the little beads inside rattling around as you shake it. What if it's the beads? 
Beads are a normal part of a hula hoop. But like, what if they're like secret beads of like an old, old necklace and then you know, tiny diamonds in this hula hoop? That is actually quite intriguing. As a costumer myself, I am familiar with secret beads. Of course, right? And that sounds like it'd be right out of one of Robin Masterson's books, right? Mm-hmm. Secret beads. I pull beads a bunch of secret beads out of my shirt. See, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot more than I. You know, you never know when you might need to bead something. I like that you're prepared. I'll take your word for it. But like, can we cut into it? Can we just see? Would be like hot fluid back. Let's look for seeming first. If there's any kind of seeming part of it that would open. Uh, it was made at a time when things were made well. It did last quite some time floating around the river before Theo found it in a fishing net. It doesn't look like there's an obvious way to open it. I pull out my antique leatherworking tools. (laughs) Did we have a sense of how old the hula hoop was or is it just that it was old? I feel like I remember that Georgie connected with it as like an object from her childhood. 50s, 60s. 60 years ago, so I am going to do a Google. I'm going to do a temporary research uh, a deep dive on in an attempt to keep my friends from cutting this hula hoop open just yet, just trying to preserve it a little bit longer, <laughs> and then we'll start breaking things apart, because I am balancing the, there could be something inside with, is this how hula hoops were made like it should there be a rattling noise there are a lot of antique websites and people selling these old things and it does sound like the trick to old hula hoops was that they would put some kind of marble some kind of bead ball bearings inside that would keep the momentum going so once you're in it and hula hooping you would get kind of a cool tone and it would help move itself I'm into the secret bead idea. However, we do know that whatever is in this hula hoop was probably a part of its construction. So I'm just going to advocate for not ripping it apart just yet. You but we do, can take it with us. <laughs> you, you do get the sense that if it is broken open, it may be difficult to put it back together. Ugh, fine. Put it in my trunk. I mean, because we're taking my car, right? Wherever we're going. I think we usually do. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Okay, so you're done with the hula hoop. Would you like to do anything with the key or with the map? I look at the key (laughs) again. It's definitely one of these old school, like 1950s-ish motel keys with the large keychain on it that says Northern Lodge. Mm -hmm. It's an old... Number four. Number four, and an old style key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should look up Northern Lodge. That's what we should be doing. Yeah, we ha- how have we not done that? You know, we've been busy. I Google we've, we've Northern busy. Lodge. Uh, a number of Northern Lodges pop up. Hey, there's a couple in Canada. There's one in Maine. There's probably one in uh, Oregon. And then there's another one in Oregon that says the original Northern Lodge. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, Northern Lodge, Thousand Islands. Well, you find an old blog that was written by someone in the early 90s that was an attempt by the author to discuss the places where his grandparents went on vacation. 
And the author says something about great stories and photographs from the old Northern Lodge in Thousand Island Park. Thousand Island Park. Okay, okay. Any more specifics than that about location? Not more than that on this blog. Is it by any chance written by someone we would know? (laughs) I think you spend a little bit of time trying to figure out who the author of this old blog was, but it it hasn't been updated since 97. And it seems to have been a lot of personal journaling, some poetry, Mm. hit or miss. That blog is 25 years old. But there are there are photos. Not of that. This oh. was all, this was like an all text blog. It's just hmm. archived. It's part of the Internet Archive. So maybe that would be like in a library book or something. Yeah, we could. I mean, we definitely know is a, it's a, that this motel existed at one point. Now, you also have a map before you. You've looked at it a little bit. That's true. I mean, maybe we could find a map that matches it to see if there's anything that's missing from this map that we could like, you know, I mean, we could also maybe look at, I don't know, libraries have old maps, probably. But there was a, um, there was the red circle that marks the spot. Is that where we thought Cole Shoal ended up being? Or is that somewhere else entirely? Good question. That red circle was near where Cole Shoal is. Cole Shoal Uh is on, on this map. And the circle is uh, off to the side in the river where there is nothing on the map. Oh, so not even, it's not on an island, it's in the water. The circle is in the water, yes. Hmm. And it doesn't have any, like, in the the name of a river or the little lake area? What is the... Well, you're in the St. Lawrence River. Right, um, right. But it, sometimes um, they have, like, little streams that are named things, too. The circle is in the heart of the river. It's a pretty big river. It's pretty wide. Uh, And this is just sort of like out in the middle somewhere. By the way, how are you looking at the map? With With my eyes? Glasses. (laughs) I pulled out my biggest, thickest glasses. You talked about having it flat on the table in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so you're all bent over looking at it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think at some point, Birdie would probably have the idea like, oh, sometimes there are secret messages that you can see in the light. And so you're like, pull it up and look at it from the opposite way. In the light? Yes. What light? Like the, the ceiling light. You hold it up in front of you and then sometimes things shine. Yeah, like if you're you checking know. if a bill is counterfeit, you got to see if it has the creepy face in it. So Birdie, you pick up the map alone and you stand up and you hold it against the light. Can you roll sensitivity? Oh, no. Gasp? I don't like that. Um... <laughs> I suppose I can. I have a negative one to sensitivity. I think we all do. <laughs> um, great. Uh-oh. That's a five. Unless I want to do something. I think Birdie is going to put on a crown of uh, the queen. Birdie likes to believe in a lot of things, and and she's seen a lot of people be good at those things, but she's never considered herself like someone who's one with, you know, other worlds or anything. Holding up this map, her memory is taken to a time where she was playing at magic with her daughter. And I think it's one of the fondest memories that she has. 
Her daughter, Stevie, was very imaginative as a little girl. She never really went through a princess phase. She only went through like a, a pirate phase and then she wanted to be Iron Man for a little bit. And then she wanted to be like a rocker, like Joan Jett. Thinking back to Stevie's pirate phase, they had a lot of scavenger hunts and X marks the spot pirate maps. And I think that was the only moment in her life that Birdie felt like she was a good mother. She stayed up during those times, stayed up late the day before they had planned one of their adventures and she would draw those maps for her, plant something in the backyard for her to dig up. During this moment, just looking up at this map in the same way that Stevie would, she always thought maybe this time her mom had gotten one of those like invisible inks you know, you have to shine a blue light on it or that kind of thing. Thinking of that, it gives her a couple ideas, but it also makes her a little more serious than most people are expecting. So I think she kind of calms a bit, maybe sets it back down if she has a moment to. So you're holding it up to the light, and maybe not even really looking at it because you're sort of lost in thought. When those thoughts have circled through your head long enough, you notice something odd about the map when it's held up against the light like this. Up in the northern part of the St. Lawrence River, sort of near where Coal Shoal likely is, you can see what maybe at first you thought was a little moat in your eye, just a little speck, but you blink and it's still there. And there seems to be a tiny, tiny dot on this map moving. 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 Birdie blinks a few more times. Hey, girls. So I'm not sure if my vision is fading or if I'm seeing a dot that's moving. Can someone check and see if this is a flea? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I check to see if it's a flea. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the two of you come to Birdie's side and sort of look over. And when she points it out to you, backlit by this light, it takes a moment, but both of you can see it as well. There's a little tiny dot, and it seems to be moving within the map or on top of the map or something. It's moving pretty slowly, but it is there and it is moving. Is that the Christmas dragon? <laughs> we definitely like poked at it to like see yeah. if it's a flea or not. That would be my thought. Yeah. It's, you, got, you got to check. It's not a flea. It's not something that comes off. And when you take the map away from the light, you can't see it anymore. And you go back to the light and there it is again. That was just a ceiling light. So if I turn my flashlight on my phone over it, it dies there. Yeah, if you put the flashlight in the back and it is a bright light, then you can see it. I'm just making sure all of our clues are portable. <laughs> true, true. Really, that was what I was thinking about the Hulu. I was just hoping it was more portable. You know, what? I put the motel key up to the light. <laughs> jingle, jingle. Nothing seems to happen to the key when it's near the light, though that's an interesting idea that I wonder 
if it uh, it does maybe cross your minds that maybe there is something else that can be done with these other things to reveal something about them. Okay, let's go through the elements. So we did we did light fire. Um, let's put let's dip this key in some water. Uh, it gets wet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. It's okay. It's already in air. Okay, that's that's normal. Um, Ooh, anyone wait, got a cup of wait. dirt? Put it in a door. Put it in a door. <laughs> <laughs> you know the other element, door. <laughs> no, listen. No, listen. Listen, this this could like Bernie is so excited now. This could work. Put that key in a door. See if it goes somewhere else. Okay. Um, may, maybe it'll like trigger a little mechanism that's we can't see in the key. Let's figure something out. So I I find the nearest door that has a lock in uh, Georgie's home, and uh, I shove it in there. And it slides right in, like it was made for the lock. Hey, I'm I'm right. I'm I, right. I turn oh my it. god, magic is real. You lock and unlock Georgie's door. <laughs> okay, so Georgie, this you haven't seen this key before, right? Right. And and the law and the, the, the key to this door is not you you like you have a different one? Georgie pulls out her front door key. I uh, compare I compare the teeth. <laughs> they look very different fascinating oh my god okay. wait does it wait, stand on the other side of the door and see if you could get in if we lock the door with your key okay yeah we experiment yeah georgie's house key works the way it normally does and this key works exactly like georgie's house key this is such a fascinating tool um <clears throat> let's so we're gonna get other... up to a lot of mischief okay Let's try the other door because there's two entrances into my house with yeah. that would lock. Let's try the Maybe other door. Maybe it's just a, a weird, crazy <clears throat> coincidence. Right. We try a Science. bunch of locks. <laughs> As you open up your door to go out, you hear someone coming up the stairs. I hide the key. I, I fold up the map and I put it in my bra. I was yeah. That's where I put my key too. <laughs> yeah. I hula hoop. No, just kidding. <laughs> That's Don't a reasonable explanation. It's not an art. Actually, yeah. Do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I loved hula hoops as a child, and I have this one now. It's time to relearn hula hoop. Oh, wait, wait. What if that's the magic trigger? That's oh, obviously no. <laughs> what we had to do. Georgie okay. begins to hula hoop. Bertie and Renette seem to freeze in place. Without hula hooping anymore, the hoop maintains its motion. And after a moment, you can see Jesse standing right inside your door. And after a moment, Jesse is gone. And after a moment, Bertie and Renette are gone. I think I want to try to stop it. Bertie and Renette, Georgie hula hooped very well, like she hadn't lost practice at all. Though when she stops, she has a strange expression on her face. And that is when Jesse gets to the top of the stairs and says, 
I thought you'd be downstairs. Calliope told me you were up here. You're not sick or anything. Are you okay? No, we're just peachy. Just no, we're having a, we're having some some girl talk. Hula hoops, oh. you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hula hoops. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, it's great that all three of you are here because I really need your help. Thank you for joining us here on Roll to Metal. You can learn more about the show by visiting actualstorypodcasting.com or check out the show notes. We'll see you next week for part two of The Absence of Murder.